0: the sniffer
1: kathy we are al fresco
0: we are. That means that you're going to hear all sorts of people in the background and papers rustling.
1: Ventilation fans because we're in downtown Toronto. <laughs> so I heard from uh, a friend of mine, Tom, who I ran into on the weekend, who said that he's restarted listening to the sniffer and he said he's, he's been guffawing.
0: Oh, good. There's nothing I like better than a good guffaw.
1: Hopefully he's laughing at the intentionally funny parts. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's see.
1: (laughs) Let us know, Tom.
0: (laughs) So why have the first story? It's a really... Cool story. Yeah, it's
1: actually one for you because you have a background in retail and you like to talk and think about the future of retail. And it's one I came across that I thought really had your name all over it. It's um, a sort of a concept design that a UK company um, called Westfield came up with. And I think they're basically designed shopping malls and like retail facilities and stuff like that. So they put together this kind of think tank to come up with concepts for like what... Would an in-person mall-type shopping experience look like in 2028? Basically, what would make the mall, for lack of a better words, still relevant uh, ten years from now? And it's kind of... Interesting. I mean, would it ever get built? Who knows? But it's kind of interesting. So the idea is for what they call a hyper-connected (laughs) micro-city. It's not a mall. It's a hyper-connected micro-city. And the concept here is that it's thought of as a kind of a complete wellness and entertainment facility and not just a place to go and buy things. Presumably because they're imagining most of our stuff will be delivered by drones and bought online in 10 years.
0: Yes. Well, did you see the drones? Actually, I would highly encourage you folks to go and take a look at the uh, at the renderings. Mm-hmm. They're on, online. You can get the link at the sniffer. Yeah, it's got these drones that carry all your stuff basically you
1: buy something and then the drones kind of I guess when you get to the exit the drones drop it off i
0: guess it's kind of like when you go um, shopping at the uh, airport
1: like at the duty free yeah yeah so some of the concepts they have are as we as you say the delivery uh, drones but they also have reading rooms off to the side yes. so when you get tired of the relentless consumerism you can go and read about shopping instead i guess i don't know lots of <laughs> <laughs> lots of greenery which i thought was really cool i mean green really does change your experience of an indoor uh, environment lots of waterways if you you know want to kind of go by the waterway as opposed to taking the regular mall route it's a lot of smart applications too like smart mirrors that will let you try on virtual clothes and things like that but in a way it's kind of a throwback to those ambitious mall designs of like i guess the, the 80s like the west edmonton mall and mall of america in minneapolis where they would be these whole experiential kind of things yeah
0: That's true, I never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when you go on rides and and that sort of thing. I thought it was interesting that they had reading areas. That's the one thing that's carrying right through is reading in public spaces. Think about Indigo or chapters, you know? You go there and you can read Mm -hmm. and be peaceful Mm -hmm. and you can have a coffee and you can visit. And the other thing that's really cool is that you can check all your vital signs. Yes, that
1: was part of the sort of wellness thing is that they have these little things which actually when you think about it in 10 years there's going to be a real boom of people who are uh, older who probably are interested in checking things like their blood pressure who knows what you'll be able to check in 10 years from now.
0: I loved it. It was so experiential. I'm a little
1: surprised that you loved it though because you're also more of a fan of like just kind of the indie you know like the old record shop video store have kind of aesthetic. to say
0: that you couldn't have that in that mall mm. scenario mm-hmm.
1: because
0: they said they have so it's a pop-up retail.
1: So you could kind of feature... have
0: like these descending mirrors, and as you were mentioning, that, you know, you can, you know, try on this outfit, and, you know, very uh, minority report.
1: Yes, yeah, because that was the other thing that was totally minority report, is eye scans to kind of connect to your previous history of purchases. I thought there would be easier ways to connect you to your purchasing history and preferences than retinal scans. Like you'll probably have some kind of pass or something, or a chip in your hand that'll
0: connect to your the ID. Chip in the hand.
1: <laughs> I know someone who has one. Nick Badminton. He has a chip in his hand. I think he can unlock his door with it. Ew! <laughs> we haven't had a good ew on the snipper for ew! a while.
0: Have you done it?
1: No, I haven't been chipped. I don't even have a, have a tattoo. I'm maybe the last person in North America who doesn't have a tattoo.
0: I'm not sure I trust you. <laughs> I'm checking her out, folks. I don't see anything. Right. Oh, we almost have matching running shoes. We do, My, my new
1: blue gazelles.
0: You are such a little gazelle. Well, you know how we're always saying that the great missing link of the world is the battery, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, it's a proof of concept, but it's something at Cornell. Traditionally, batteries work. You have um, a cathode on one side and an anode on the other. In between, you have like separator material. Imagine, if you will, Nora. Okay. A DNA helix? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, double the helix? Del- yeah. Show off. <laughs> swirls around like that and rather than just one battery you've got thousands of these little guys whirling around in this gyroid by spreading them out across this huge surface area of the gyroid Mm -hmm. is it packs them into a far better power density
1: As far as I understand it, because it's kind of complicated, but it's this complex figure, actually, that allows you to have a lot more stuff going on because you've got all this sort of surface area. And the exciting thing is that it can charge things up almost instantly, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Within seconds. Because that
1: seems to be, like, the problem that we need to figure out. I mean, God knows how we're going to satisfy the energy demands, but just at the level of powering all of our devices, like, we need stuff that... We need to solve the battery problem, which as far as I understand it has been like a huge difficult problem to solve. It's how to get batteries that charge super quickly and that are really energy efficient and don't take up too much space and it sounds like that's what they're trying to address.
0: That is the problem and once we solve the battery problem, the sky is the limit. (laughs) I don't know, I mean if you go and actually look at the website, um, you'll find it makes sense. Yeah. You can find that
1: at uh, thesniffer.net. You can find more details and links to all of our stories. And in fact, pictures too. Well, Cass, should we uh, take a little walk around the park and then do another episode? Okay. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.